Oh my goodness, here we are! We are back! Welcome back everybody to the X1 Bros. This is your positive gaming and Xbox One community! An Xbox One! Xbox Series X, S, One... Just the Xbox. Game Pass, just yeah. the Xbox. Man, I'm rocking it old school. Welcome, thank you for being here everybody. For those of you who have joined us live, thank you. YouTube.com forward slash X1 Bros. If you'd like to support the show, and you like what we're doing, there is a membership on YouTube. Come and join us. Come, uh... Join us as a member, and you get benefits, you get a cool thing, and then join us live, of course. Also, if you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to it, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us. It really helps the show, helps grow us. Share us with your friends and your family, and let's you know grow positive gaming together through the Xbox. Yeah. This show. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the man. We had a big week of Elden Ring. Last week, we were able to talk Elden Ring, but what we were talking about was the reviews, which got... Tens out of tens all over the place. The question is, now that we've had a week to play, are those tens out of tens justified? Jordan, the man, let's hear from you. Give me your review, your thoughts. First of all, how far into to Elden Ring are you? Uh, 39 hours on one character and Subs- probably another like five to ten on a... So substantial. Uh, yeah. Substantial. Uh, yeah. All right. No, me- no, no. A decent amount. Um... No, I think those uh, reviews are are justified. I, the game is really good. I do know that there are a lot of uh, uh, people. I don't know about a lot, but I do know there's there's a good amount of people that are having performance issues, and it sounds like it's primarily tied to the PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, drop frame rates. You know, just different performance issues like that. Uh, I've been playing on the Series X. As most of you know, and I've maybe I had like one stutter frame at the beginning of the game, but I I can't really point out any performance issues that I've had with my experience. Not to say that they're not there. So I do know, like, because if you look at like the Metacritic, the user scores are a little bit lower. And I was reading through them. I'm like, really? I I wonder why people are liking this. And I was reading through them, and a lot of them are just performance based. And and it sounds like a lot of them are coming from the PC. So So I I think there is some on the consoles as well, but it sounds like it's primarily coming from the PC. Now, I don't know if those, it's it's been a week. I don't know if those have been ironed out and patched out. But as for the game itself, with me not having any performance issues at all, you know, for the vast majority of it, I think it's really good. I, I would. I would say that those reviews are uh, pretty spot on, and if you're a From Software fan or a Souls fan, uh, this is definitely the game for you. Yeah. So, what previous to this was your favorite Dark Soul esque game? Uh, I like. That's a hard question. Yeah, I like number three. Number three is good. Uh, I played a lot of number two on Steam. Um, number one. Number one is probably the least amount that I've played. The least, the one I've played the least. Sure. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. But see, and Bloodborne, I really like the art style of Bloodborne, that like gothic yeah. look. Um, I, I don't know. I'd probably, I'd probably lean towards Dark Souls 3. Okay. Yeah, because Dark Souls 3 was just kind of like, Dark Souls 3 is what Elden Ring is now. Elden, 3, Elden Ring, I feel like, is every good idea they had from all their games put into one. And I feel like at the time, Dark Souls 3 was kind of that. Every... Every good idea from previous games put into one. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah. Spicy, how about you? Uh, first thoughts, impressions? How? Okay. Jordan's about 40 hours in. How Are you about that or a little bit more perhaps? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no way of But substantially. That. We a have a substantial review here. The, yeah. Mine is skewed because I play all through the night because I'm watching my kid, basically. Yeah. And half the time, 
I just stop in the middle of the field and just sit my character standing there for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to quantify how long I've actually played, but I'm I've played it a lot. Uh, I really really enjoy this game. Yeah, is it as good as the critics said in your mind? One hundred percent, yes. And what makes it so good? Uh, well, full disclosure, I'm a Souls fan. So I really like this style of game. Uh, I feel like this game has, you were mentioning it has kind of some Skyrim feel to it with the exploration. I feel as there's a hint of just spicing it up with some Breath of the Wild stuff in there. You have uh, all the all the From Software games trickled in with like, um, I really like the sneaking that they put in. So Sekiro, they have a whole bunch of Souls type awesomeness and the weapons and um, the I think this is their best game they've ever done as far as th- there's a, there's a really cool feel for exploration and getting rewarded for that exploration and achieve me you know killing bosses finding secrets they have so many uh, weapons armor just the reward factor is all over the place I just the other was it last night, Jordan, or a couple nights ago? Um, we accidentally got, we accidentally killed in a very specific location, and then it didn't just kill us. It put us into like what we would call hell. It put us into this lava location, uh, and so they have the, which is like a kind of like a secret map, um, just by dying in a very specific way. They have that all over the place. They have what they call traps where you get trapped in certain dungeons and stuff. And it's really, it's just the amount of content is what I'm getting at is phenomenal. Uh, and I have not, uh, I'm not on to new game plus yet. Um, but if it's like any other souls game from software game, it just continues with the items. It just continues with the, the getting of the cool stuff that you find, uh, which is one of the reasons I really like it. So New Game Plus, if you didn't know in, in other From Software games, they give you more items. It's not like you're just playing the game over again. There is uh, improved items, you know, plus one, plus twos for, like, talismans and, and other things. But then then you just get cool weapons and things like that. It's just, it honestly, for me as a player, I consider this game a masterpiece. Yeah, I mean, it, that's yeah. what the critics, phenomenal. critics were saying. Um, well, just the... McSpicy, will you pull up some gameplay there? I, yeah, yeah, I really yeah. want to talk about the art, too. I, uh, the feel of the world is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Spicy mentioned that I had said Skyrim. We've been on playing a couple times this week, and every time. Like, I enjoy playing this game by myself. I enjoy playing. I played it for the first time co-op with you guys yesterday. Also a blast. Which, by the way, for those of you looking for an easier route, go co-op. It's basically cheating. <laughs> yeah, but that's how that's how all yeah. from software games are. It's just hard to figure out initially how the networking works. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, th- this is they've actually simplified a lot with how they did their networking in this game, which makes it you know kind of more streamlined. So you can you know play with your friends a lot yeah. easier. Um, yeah, yeah. I, get I, what you're I really enjoy though. It, you it gives you this feel or not this feel there. Since Skyrim, there's not been a game that has done this to me, and that is it makes me want to explore, go off the beaten path, and I'm excited every time I find something that's off that beaten path, even if it kicks my ass. And yeah. it, nine times out of ten, it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're you're rewarded heavily for going into 
unexplored dungeons, different caves lead you to different areas of the map, which then, as you unlock different items, those areas of the map will give you different, you know, spells, abilities. It, it's it's really you're, you're the reason exploring is good is because you're rewarded for exploring. Yeah, big uh, time. which is which is which there is great. There are items, unique items everywhere, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and. And in other Souls games, I had this discussion with Ronan a little bit during the week, but it's the sorceries in like Dark Souls Two. the The balance was it was harder. So basically, if you wanted to be, in my opinion, if you wanted to be a spellcaster, it was much harder. In this game, I think they have made everything overpowered if you get to a certain point and get yeah. certain spells and in some cases get certain weapons for strength builds for for other things i think i think you really can play this game however you want to play it yeah well and that goes into the systems they have in the game are I think, like I said, I think they've taken every good system from every previous game they've made and put it in here while adding new ones that are really good. Like, for example, the poise system, I think it's fantastic. It's it's, it's a awesome. hidden it's a hidden bar on, on enemies, but you basically break their poise and they go down. So it gives you an opportunity to either, yeah, you know, front stab them, back stab, do it, basically get some damage on it. And that includes bosses as well. Like, main bosses have a poise bar. Uh, those that played Sekiro are familiar with it, because it's kind of similar to that. It's just, it's except this time it's just a hidden bar. But And then you have a poise bar as well. What I like about these games, it, real quick, is everything you can do, the enemy can do. Mm. Which, which is really which is really fun, because they can use, you know, your own tactics against you, which, which makes you, you know, have to adapt and play, which is really fun. But um, the guard break system, I think, is one of the best features they've added for, especially if you're like a heavy melee character. Uh, it's basically when an enemy hits a shield, if you hit the heavy attack right after blocking with a shield, you do a special attack that'll do extra damage on them and do massive damage to their poise. But it's dangerous because you got to make sure they're not. It's their you know, last attack. Yeah, you got to make sure it's their last attack because you're kind of stuck in an animation, and if they hit you before, you take a lot of damage. But it's such a cool ability, and I think it freshens up the melee class because mm. there's more to do. Uh, in addition, you have the co-op, which has been in all the games, but then you have the spirit system, which is really fun. It's basically oh. an ally that is always there with you. Spirit you is also yeah. kind of cheating. <laughs> I drop my wolves in, and I let the wolves are stronger. I, I let the uh-huh. boss get distracted, and I just hit him from behind the whole time. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, the way... Um, I, I feel like they added that to make it so if you didn't want to play co-op, there is still kind of that similar um, feel, feel with the yeah. game, with the bosses. Yeah. And some bosses you can't... Uh, it doesn't let you It doesn't them. let you bring them in, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, the spirit system is good. It's just all the systems work really... The sneaking, Mark already talked about. It, like I said, it's like they took all their best features and put it in one game while adding new and fresh ones. The, the systems are really good, and it lets you play the way you want to play, which I think makes the game better for for more people cuz you're not necessarily told to go down this path and just fight this guy. You can sneak around, you can use a uh, you can use the guard break system, you can figure out a good build to break poise on char- on bosses and characters, you could use your spirits, you know, yeah. you can so it, it's really well done. And <laughs> I just have to say that I really enjoy the boss design this time around. Oh, they're so boss design is is really good. I I will admit there are uh, there are like when you go into if you've been doing dungeons for a while, some of the bosses do seem to kind of I don't want to say repeat, but they seem 
they seem similar to other bosses, but uh, as do I, I don't know if I agree with that. Maybe. Well, you have some of the same bosses; they just double them up. Well, yeah, yeah and yeah. that actually changes the fight significantly. Yeah, but no, there's like so, there's some, but like for example, I think like the pumpkin boss and then the great axe boss. They're kind of, I mean, they're they're different but similar. I'm, I'm not; they're not like the exact same boss, but I I think they're they're similar. That would be my only thing there. Okay. But as for main bosses, the main bosses of design are really well. Yeah, taking uh, yeah. like take Margaret for example, the very first main scenario boss you'll come across to, to progress your game if you, if you think about the way he was designed and this is just me guys but I think he was designed to teach you how to roll oh, yeah that's true because like he first of all he's a tough boss I think he's actually one of the harder first bosses in in a souls game uh, I don't know if I could say he's the hard well maybe he is the hardest first boss I mean the original Dark Souls know. had because he's 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 a hard first boss um but if once you learn his mechanics, I I think his purpose is to teach you how to roll because what he does is he does do quick attacks like you know here and there. But his main rotation is big, heavy, slow attacks. And for me, the way I play it, just kind of a general rule of thumb, you want to roll through those big, heavy attacks because you can see them coming, and you want to try and roll through those, and then you want to block the the quick attacks, right? And I find that that's a really good way to keep your stamina management perfect because you don't want to get broken you know you don't want your stamina to break because then you're break. left no. yeah because then you're left wide open but after fighting him because i fought him myself and then i think i fought him a second time with some friends and i was just sitting there thinking I, the second time is when i was thinking man like i really think he's designed to teach you how to roll because mm. you know because you, you can't just block him the whole time you know but it's i it's really good that's just all I gotta say. It's all I gotta in say my opinion, that. it's a masterpiece game. Yeah, I, I, this is coming from a person who plays Souls games, so I, I don't, I, I, I don't know how people will. Di well, with that boss, you don't even have. Do you know you don't even have to fight that first main progression boss? There's a path to the right of the castle. You can just go down and skip them entirely. Margaret. Uh huh. That's funny. Yeah, I know. I didn't yeah, know that. I found that later. <laughs> so well, yeah. it's like me. I spent a good two hours of my life wasting it trying to fight the tree sentinel right off the bat. And he was a fun Did fight. Did you too. beat him? No, because I was brand new. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and then I was like, the nice wait thing a about minute, the tree I sentinels just, I can just leave. Is they give you all the tree sentinels give you items that help you significantly. Yeah. Like every person that you conquer in this game mm -hmm. uh can influence your gameplay from there on out. So it's it's worth taking a couple hours, David, if you want to learn the move sets and everything. I was brand I was brand new. I wasn't wasn't yet prepared. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm good um, now. Great game though. Uh, if anybody is curious and if they'd like it, watch some gameplay and get it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's really. I good. mean, if that actually brings us to. To a topic I want to talk about, but first, let's read some super chats here. We actually have some membership anniversaries. Blake Densley, member for 13 months on YouTube, says, This game is 100% better with friends. No questions about for it. For sure. Uh, well, super fun. I would argue every game is 100% better with friends, <laughs> but this one especially because it's not balanced for co-op <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, and so, uh, like bosses, for example, they target one individual and just go ham on that one individual. 
if you're a single player, that one individual is, is all you. Is you. <laughs> yeah. If you're co-op, then like David said, he likes hitting it from behind the boss. You know, hard, hard, right there. <laughs> uh, that pumpkin boss. I think you were talking. Was it the pumpkin boss? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, so, so if they're targeted on somebody else, uh, it makes it a lot, lot easier. Hence, co-op is much better uh, for fun factor. I would, yeah. I would say. Um, it, but yeah. but that's that's actually I mean we talked about it but that's why it's cool that they added the spirit system in this because if you didn't want to play with friends or you're playing at a time when your friends aren't on or mm-hmm. for whatever reason you still have access to a uh, a system where the boss targets something else while you can get in and do what you need to do and yeah. then get out. Well, and the spirit system you can upgrade so it, it gets stronger as you get stronger. Yeah. Nice. Super so. cool. And there's a ton of them. I, yeah. I already have like and 20. There's, there's some fun ones. Uh, yeah, Blake's so. 19-month man- membership, by the way, is Tier 5 Master wow. Chief. Wow. All right, oh, Blake. Baby. Tier 5 at Master Chief. And Chief Wiggum has a 21-month anniversary at Tier 3 Cortana. Woo. Says, hello, guys. Chief, thank you very much. Everybody, thank you for thank you to both of you for being members. If you want to become a member, support the show, and you like what we're doing here, come over to YouTube and hit that membership button on our channel, and it helps support the show. I do want to talk about this. So there's a lot of players out there who have never played a Souls game before. They've, they've, they've just missed the boat, haven't had a chance to, or it's too daunting. Is Elden Ring a good first Souls game or Souls-like game to get into? I would say it is the best Souls game to get into. Yeah, I, I, I would say this is the, as far as difficulty, this one is the easiest by far out of all of them simply because you can play the game how you want to play it. Yep, no, I, I would agree with that. I would say it's good for new people because of the amount of options you have to, I guess, fit your play style. Uh, also, the amount of quality of life features they've put in from previous games. Like, for example, when you die at a boss, they have these things called Marika statues, which allow you to spawn right outside the boss room instead of having to make a run to the boss room. So just little quick quality of life features like that I think will make I mean, makes me much happier. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be more... I, how do you say? More modern, I guess, for, for, for newer people. And so yeah, it's more accessible. Uh, yeah, I, I think... I think it's I think it's the best Souls game to get into. Spicy, give me a tip for someone brand new. If this is their first Souls game, Souls esque game, it's technically not a Souls game. It's Elden Ring, but yeah, give me a, give me a tip for a new player, someone brand new. What should they What should they do? What should they come in with? You know their expectations, etc. Uh, main character classes that you start out with get uh, a class that has a one hundred percent shield. Uh, physical negation, which I believe the confessor is one, the warrior is one. Um, th- so those are good classes. What, what, how damage works? Uh, if you're blocking, there's lots of different damage types. There's physical. There's even if you inside a physical, you have uh, piercing, striking, stuff like that. But sh- the shields only negate what. You specific damage, and the it, the game starts you off with some characters with a shield that d- blocks one hundred percent of physical damage, mm. and get that, and don't be afraid to block. Just you can leave it up the whole time if you want. You'll notice every time you block, you your endurance will go down, and if it goes to zero, Jordan mentioned it, you get staggered, and so he Jordan talked about uh, stamina management. Essentially, you'll get the hang of that. 
Uh, but don't be afraid to block. Even it's it, it's even okay to block magic if you can't get out of the way. Uh, the shield does not block a hundred percent of the damage, but it blocks like forty percent of the damage, which is still important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Other other tips I would say. Uh. Don't don't be afraid to die. It's, it's okay to die. Yeah, you're gonna die a lot. Yeah. That's the point. It's not. You're yeah. not doing it wrong. This is one of the. What's what I think is a genius genre of this of this style of game is the fact that you have you technically have unlimited lives, even though you get frustrated because uh, how the um, experience works in growing your character and leveling up your character, you have to spend the they call them runes in this game, but mm-hmm. they're souls and from the other games or you know whatever. Um, you gather those up as you play, and if you don't spend them on leveling up your character or buying items from vendors, if you die, you lose them temporarily, but if you die again without picking them up, you lose them permanently. And that right there is what frustrates a lot of people, mm-hmm. but that's why farming exists. You know, you can farm those souls right back in, in no time. It's interesting. Yeah. A couple people in chat, this is their first time. So Hot Tub Jeff says, it is my first Souls game and I'm loving it. Brother Buddha says, uh, it's my first as well. He says, I've been watching friends stream uh, it in Discord and it convinced me to pull the trigger. And then T-Buck says, I've always been too much of a puss to play a, a FromSoft game. And now I'm regretting that this game is perfection. So if your question is, is Elden Ring a good first Souls game? The answer is yeah. it is. It's, yeah. the, it's my it's my favorite. One I would say keep in mind it is still a Souls game. So if that's not your style, then I don't think this will change your mind. But if you're if this is your first time, it is a very you know good game. Absolutely. <laughs> Question. Well, you were looking at me <laughs> weird. <laughs> side of it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to die. And just this game for me is is about the journey, not the destination. That's why I enjoy these games, and th- it, it honestly helps when you get that crucial death and you do die and you get frustrated, knowing that it's about the journey and enjoying the bosses and and figuring them out. You know, I'm an Excel spree- an Excel spreadsheet gamer. Mm-hmm. I, l- I like to analyze and learn from my mistakes and all that stuff. The game for me is about just enjoying the the walk to the castle, looking around, doing the David thing, and going Skyrim on the game, and going this direction because you get distracted, and finding a new spirit that you can summon, finding that new sword that that is super overpowered that I now have that is awesome. It really is just a joy to just the, the journey of progression yeah. instead of just going zero to 60 in a day. That's not, in my opinion, that's not what this game is about. And if you have that mindset, I think it'll lessen the enjoyment of the game. Yeah, also, if you jump into co-op with Jordan the Man and uh, you follow him around the world, he will lead you into giant <laughs> bears that <laughs> kill you. That was Multi- funny. Multiple giant bears <laughs> that kill you. Uh, well, and then when I was playing for the first time, Jordan's like, oh, yeah, go talk to that guy. It's it's a perfect guy to talk to. Turned out he was a boss. <laughs> so Jordan, Jordan sabotages you, too. Uh, let's, we do have another anniversary here to celebrate. Cooper dropped it. He's been a member for 21 months also. At the Tier 3 Cortana, he says, I got Elden Ring, but unfortunately there are so many other great games that have released that have my time right now. And it, I mean, that's true. There's, yeah. 
There's so many good games out right now. Thank you very much for that membership, Cooper. And Super Shocker actually drops a super chat and wants to know, does Elden Ring have variable difficulty in the settings? So, no, it does not. So I would, I'm going to answer sort of. Not in the settings, but co-op is your, your easy mode. Co-op is easy mm. mode. Um, also, I, one more big important tip. This is a really, really good tip that I wish I knew when I started. Um, if you see a weapon that has specific criteria to use, like some weapons require a lot of strength, some weapons require a lot of dexterity, even spells require a certain intelligence and arcane and stuff like that. For the first little bit, ignore that. It's going to sound weird. Level up your vitality. Your vitality is your health, and or your it's your vigor, right? I think mm -hmm. in this game. Vigor. It's the V1. Um Get it up at least to 20, and then start working on everything else. Trust me, yeah. that'll save you a lot of time, because if a lot of enemies hit you hard, and they will one-shot you, unless you have a health pool that can withstand that. Um, that changed the game for me. Blocking and leveling up your health when I first started playing Souls games, yeah. it, it's it, it's a game changer. Well, changer. And, and two Super Shockers chat, that's what I was kind of trying to say earlier. It, it's still a Souls game, so the, the difficulty is still there. In, in many aspects, whether it be the fights, bosses, mechanics, all, all different sorts of levels. So keep that in mind. But because of the amount of options you have mm -hmm. and new features they've added, that's what makes it, I think, one of the best From Software games uh, they've made. I think this is their Witcher 3. I you know what I mean? Like, this is From Software's Witcher. Like, everything they've built up until this point has been for this moment, you know? It's very, it's very good. It's very good. Let's move on to some Halo news and get... Yeah, that was interesting. Just coming in now. Coming yes. in hot. Let's get some reaction to the Halo news that has just dropped today. Jordan the Man, do you want to walk us through yeah. a little bit about what it is? It's basically an update on where we're at. We were promised uh, a roadmap update here in January. They delayed it. We didn't get it in yeah. February, and now it's March, and it looks like Joseph Stanton actually released a little blurb today about yeah. what is happening. Yeah, um, so this just came out uh, hours ago, so like it, it's really new. So basically what they're saying, we won't go through the whole, the whole thing, but you can read it at Halo Waypoint, but they have three core things, focuses, focuses yeah, that, that, that they're doing. Number one is addressing issues negatively impacting the player experience. So I don't know... I think that would be bugs, like matchmaking, that. you know, different, different ranked matchmaking. I know has had some issues, so different stuff like that. Uh, number two, uh, focus is completing season two and delivering it as promised on May third, which I think in Halo's life cycle right now is going to be a much needed jolt uh, because it's it for a live service game. It's not been very live lately. Like they've had their little events here and there, but it it and we've even talked about it before. The game is really fun, but this is a long season one. Yeah. And they've delayed it, and you know, what I mean, it is very long, so it'll be nice and refreshing to get that new content that they're focusing on he, for May third. And he did announce the name of season two. Yeah, the name of season two. We'll jump into that real quick. Is called Lone Wolves, Woo! and it looks like it's a. Uh, if you look at the art picture art, it's kind of. Let's see if I can pull it up. This sounds dumb because I mean, when I say this, but it, it seems like UNSC soldier themed, which is funny because every soldier is in the UNSC in this game. It's Lone it's Wolf like, themed, but it's very yeah, it's very like kind of. I don't want to say military look, but it, you know the picture they show had the darker colors, kind of a camo look. You're you're kind of gritty soldiers, I you know if you want to call them that. But uh, yeah, it's called season two, Lone Wolves. Yeah, here's what here's what Jason Stanton has to say about. It. He says by theme, Lone Wolves, we mean a core idea 
that guides the creation of much, but not all of the season's content. Lone Wolf Spartans are hunters, trackers. They're resourceful improvisers operating deep in enemy territory without resupply or support. They're fierce, rugged, and prefer to work alone, but they're still loyal to the Spartan pack. Here's an early peek at two of those Lone Wolves, and then it shows the picture, which I think we're about to bring up here on screen for you guys. Looks cool. Looks really yeah, cool. Yeah, it does. It does. They look. They kind of have that, at least the one on the left, if you're looking at the screen, has that kind of like military vibe with the camo, the dark armor. Um, I like I like that. Actually, I like that armor palette. Hopefully it won't be store only. Yeah. Now, he does go on to say that not all of the season content, right, he just said in that paragraph as well, is directly linked. And if you actually scroll down, um, there's another concept painting of what he calls fracture armor core. Or, or sorry, that's the... The fracture armor core right there, up, and that's the yeah, which is the which is it. the ten ten right event. Well, yeah, fractures are the I I don't know if you'd call them non-cannon armors. I guess would be the proper term for them, so they can kind of get a little bit crazier with them. Yes. So, uh, like the samurai armor, for example, and stuff like that, and they each kind of have their own story to them. There will also be playlist updates in season that's two, good. Uh, balance changes, new modes, and maps. Specifically, one arena map called Catalyst. And another map named Breaker. Yeah, and they do have, if you want to go look at the website, they do have concept art. No, no maps actually being shown, but they do have concept art for the maps. Big news. Probably the biggest hey, of boy. the blog. Focus number three. They're continuing to work on campaign co-op and Forge uh, and season three, which will be beyond season two. You know. Yes. Uh, the problem with campaign and Forge is they came out and said it is going to... I'll just read it. I'll just read it. Go this read is uh, right from Halo Waypoint. Quote, the reality is that it's going to take more time to land a high-quality, full-featured four-player network co-op experience in a massive, wide-open world of Halo Infinite. We're also committed to a great two-player split-screen co-op experience on all Xbox consoles, from the original Xbox One through the Series X. And the non-linear, wide-open sections of the campaign, perce- campaign present big challenges for split-screen that have that will have us take more time to solve. I'm fine with that. And quote, this means uh, it will not be delivered on season two as initially they said earlier. Yeah, you guys okay with that or no? Disappointed, but yeah, understandable. I'm disappointed. Well said. I, I understand that it's not ready and I'm okay that it's not ready, but why yeah. is it not ready? <laughs> you know? But why? He does talk about their health, the team's health, and that they. Yeah, no, and I get it. I mean, it. I mean, making games is a stressful, stressful business. But it's just, it, it's, it's just it, disappointing is the best emotion for it. But I just, it, it almost, it, it's like it. We're. I'm not at that point with three four three because I, I do think they're doing a good job, and I, I do think what we're getting from them, even though it may be small, it, it is good stuff. You know, and yeah. and they're willing to make changes to make things better, which I appreciate. But. It's it's like Battlefield twenty four. You know what what are they doing? Yeah, you know you know what I mean. That's it's just a wonder is all. I'm not. Well, you know. here's here's something too. One of the new modes that is coming in season two includes Last Spartan Standing, a free for all <laughs> elimination mode. Yeah, that's cool. And then uh, another mode named Land Grab, plus the return of an updated all time favorite mode, King of the Hill. Very nice. King of the Hill. Good job. That was a good impersonation. Very nice. No, it, it's the, this update is good. I'm glad we're getting stuff. I'm glad we know where the team is at. I like developers when they do this, when they when they let you know what's going on. Even if it's bad news, they, they still tell you. It's just, uh, it just seems like there's been a lot of delays with the game. And, yeah. and it, it makes me just kind of wonder, 
You well, know. this is their first time. I mean, you're speaking about the co-op in particularly, but this is their first time doing seasons. This is a very long season. No, yeah, yeah, and I think this season two will be a much uh, robust. Ro- well, yeah, well, I think it'll be a much needed and a and a very welcomed additional content that people are kind of waiting for and craving for because it's yeah. been such a long if, season. Here's the thing, though: if they come out with a season two and then they have the same, I would call it bare bones content from season one. That's when you start to worry, Jordan. I yeah. Think no, and I, uh, yeah. Well, like I said, I'm not like it's just. It makes me wonder. I, I'm getting that feel, just a small feeling in the back of my head. Are they too focused on the TV show now? Are they too focused on well, other no, media? Yeah, you know are, what I mean? Like I, I know they're completely different departments, and what you know, the developers don't have. But I mean, it makes me think: Is Microsoft? more focused over here than right no, here. No, I think we've you seen know? that Microsoft is all in on making maintaining Halo as their marquee title. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, like I said, everything they've delivered to us, I have enjoyed. I've had my issues with like the battle pass and how you get challenged and how you do challenges and stuff, but they said they're addressed that. Now, that that's the other big thing. I think the longer you wait for a season 2, the more people are going to expect a bigger update. Yep. So, I think you have to I think they do have to deliver something substantial in the respect new maps. Obviously, a whole new season with new battle pass, but I think you, I think that's when you also have to deliver a readjusted battle pass system, and I'm just gonna say it again, in addition to a secondary progression system as well. Agreed. You need multiple ways to progress, like a a just a you know like I Weapon think skins is one thing. Well, yeah, but I also think like uh, I I always use Master Chief Collection as the example. The way they did their levels with their tiers, I think that's an excellent. It's, all it is is just play the game and you level up. Uh-huh. And Have you another just, number and next you ba- to your name. Yeah, but instead of a number, it's an icon. You, you know what I mean? And show that icon at the beginning of the match would be really two cool. Two points but. and two comments in chat to take us out of here. But boy, Will says people have been been holding off on playing the campaign. For the co-op, mm-hmm. and Super Shocker says, "Yeah, I only play Halo in co-op, so I'm not a happy camper about." Yeah, this. no, and I get it. I'm disappointed too. I was ready to go in and do some legendary co-op with four people. I I understand that there's issues with the game, and that they're trying to figure out a way to do it in open world, you know, four-player co-op. But I think there's plenty of examples that they can pull from to create and get a good idea of how they want to do it. Elden Ring being one of them. It's an open-world game that has co-op that works. You know, yeah. Spicy final thought as we react to this breaking news of season two battle pass co-op. Uh, they just need content. That's yeah. what we and yeah. and Jordan's right. Give us a secondary, co- give us secondary content stuff that we you know like even in Overwatch, they have the the progression system of just their icon. It goes from bronze to silver to gold to diamond. Yeah, when you prestige every then time, they have yeah. stars around it, and then it starts to look like this glorious badge. Even that, something as simple as that, you could have uh, an intern make that, an artist in in a week or two, and then figure out how to implement that in, yeah, in mean, the game. Yeah, I mean, even even Call of Duty has the prestige system. Now, I'm not saying use those systems, but I'm just saying a something something that players can see. I, I think the tier system from Master Chief Collection is perfect because there's there's tons of tiers you can go through, and it puts an icon next to your name. That with how visual the game is. You know, like showing off your skins, your armor, how they do that intro at the beginning, showing whatever tier you are, whatever icon that is at the beginning of your nameplate, so other people can see how much of you know a life you don't have playing Halo. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stuff like that is important. You know, yeah. so yeah, even an icon, uh, you know, but content is important at this stage of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like Jordan said in the past, the honeymoon phase is over. We have tasted it. We like the game, and we think the the foundation of the game is great. We just now need. A reason to play it longer than yeah 
then we should. <laughs> super Shocker <laughs> dropped another super chat, and he he says this. The big question here is, is anyone here playing Halo on a weekly basis? I think no. I think there's I a think lot of people. Are, that, I think three, actually three of us. This is, the only, this is actually the only week I haven't played Halo. I do play Halo once or twice a week just yeah. to keep the fingers loose. You know okay. what I mean? Just to keep Spicy. the, you know, Well... Spicy is kind of uh, an outlier because he's had major life events. Yeah, and and it's it's uh, it's a from software week. Yeah, so, the, so that makes it that makes yeah. it hard to play at literally anything else. I have stopped playing every but other. I game. think the point of Super Shocker is it has it's long seasons. You just see game, well, you gamer see that numbers or game numbers collapse. I I think it's game. I think it's a fine line. You don't want to give too much progression that's unrealistic, but you don't want to give too little progression. For example. When I completed the battle pass, I'll admit I slowed down after that. You know what I sure. mean? Now, if there was a secondary progression system, like a number, a level, or, or, or an icon tier system, I probably would have still continued to play more than I do now. But, I mean, other than this week, I do play it once or twice a week. Yeah, and I, I know that there's a lot of people that still just enjoy the game, too. Like, yeah. Brother Buddha in chat says... I play ranked all day, every day, baby. <laughs> Which, yeah. I mean, it's a great, uh, it's a great fun. Game. No, it really is. I just, uh, I just think they need to. I just, my concerns. I need to. I think they need to readjust the battle pass system and how you and how they do it. And I think for a live service game, they need to get their seasons out a little bit quicker. I think three months is perfect for any live service game, whether it be Call of Duty, Fortnite, Apex, Halo, four seasons a year. I think that's the way to do it. I would even say three seasons a year is is also every four months, maybe. You know, is is still a pretty decent live service game. Yeah. Speaking of games that need help, let's talk about Battlefield twenty forty two real quick, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Now this one, I'm confident in saying that I just really wonder what they're doing. <laughs> so let's. Start- as much as I love Battlefield, and I think the core, it's it's hard. I, I think there's a. It's like with Cyberpunk with Battlefield twenty forty two. There's a there's 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 a soul of a game in there that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. That could be the the successor to Battlefield Four, but there's just a lot of issues around it. So Dice and EA actually came out with a statement this week discussing some of the changes that they'll be making. Um, Dice addressed a number of problems with its map design, including this statement, which made me laugh. "Quote: We've seen you use terms such as walking simulator." To describe how this feels in game, unquote. <laughs> we are it's not unquote. Sorry, we understand that this isn't a satisfying experience, and agree that there's too much overall travel time. And so, as a result, Battle Twenty Forty Two uh, is shrinking some of the maps and making adjustments. They d- well, they did post on their blog side by sides, showing a prototype new version of the map versus the the way it is currently now. Yeah, yeah. Can two questions. Can Battlefield 2042 be saved at this point, George the Man? Yes. And did is there a problem the 128-player spawn? Yes. Yes and yes. To yes and yes. So I'll be honest. You can go back and listen. I was super excited about 128 players. I was the more the merrier. Let's do this. And to be fair, when you're, I mean, just watching on screen right now, when you're in the middle of a map and there's 100 people in front of you and a tornado sucking up half of them, it is kind of an experience to see. But... From my experience of the game, and I did, being honest, I did fall off the game fairly quickly because other stuff came out. I mean, I still play the game, but from my experience, 128 sounds fun and it it seems great on paper, but it just doesn't quite work 
in game. I find myself when I play these when I'm playing Battlefield 2042 now, they added a 64 player playlist, which is your you know sweet 32, spot. 30. Yeah, I think that is the sweet spot. Adjust the map sizes, all new maps going forward. Revolve them around 64 players, so that's 32 versus 32. You'll still get that Battlefield experience without the walking simulator, obviously. Yeah, you know, and feel. and you'll still get that Battlefield feel. But I think it'll feel better because, like I said, I really was for the 128 players. But after experiencing it, 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 there is too much at a certain point. Yeah, too. And, and I think 128, 64, 64. S- Spicy always says this: just because you can doesn't mean you should. Doesn't yeah. mean you should. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I said, I still think you. Obviously, we have gotten the Battlefield experiences with 64 players, uh, because that's what the previous games were. But I, I think 64 is is the sweet spot for Battlefield. 32 on 32. Uh, when you go back to Portal, which I would I would venture to guess that Portal is their most popular mode. Everybody's going in back and they're playing Battlefield 3. They're playing Bad Company, which are smaller player counts. So it just goes to show you that maybe. People don't really care about player, you know, from my perspective, maybe people don't care about player counts as much as the core gameplay itself and how the map gameplay and vibe feels. It's probably just incredibly difficult to balance a map and get the the right feel Mm -hmm. at that player count. Yeah, 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 it is. I I personally, and and people can disagree with me if they want, I think they should axe 160 or 124 and... And just go and just go sixty four or sixty four player matches, and then all future you know tailor the maps obviously to that, which I think they've already done because we know the old consoles are only sixty four, so that shouldn't be too difficult for them. And then all new maps going forward just tailor around that number. The other big thing I think they need to do is, okay, this is a difficult topic for me because I, I like it and I don't <laughs> like it, but we're gonna the, the specialist system. I like the specialist system. I like the idea of you have a character who has a set kind of role or ability like for example flack has the dart gun and you know uh um what's the guy with the grappling hook i forget his name mckay mckay has the grappling hook you know i I like that idea and all the specialists do branch off of you know assault engineer medic that i'm fine with i love the fact that any character can carry any weapon i like that you can set your own weapons that you're not your weapons aren't locked to your class what I do think they need to do is they need to have some resemblance of that class system. For example, if you're playing a support specialist, which would be Flack, and I think there's one other support specialist, they should only be able to use certain um, gadgets, for example. Like, only supports should have med packs. Mm. Or only sh- supports should have uh, the, you know, whatever, medical supplies. Uh, Casper, the sniper class, only he should have the sensor grenade you know what i mean then at least you kind of get that feel of okay it's not a traditional battlefield class but i do still fulfill a role because how you get it now is everybody's playing you know uh, the wingsuit because she's the most powerful or mckay or you know what i mean you're just there's only you're only playing certain characters because they're the meta you know they're the you know and it, it just doesn't it doesn't have that battlefield feel because you don't have your engineer class taking out the tanks, your medics making sure everybody's up to health, your assaults going in and taking the flag. I think if you make some gadgets, I'm not saying weapons, I really like the freedom of weapons, but if you make some gadgets like uh, anti-tank mine or, or, or C4 only available to certain specialists that fall within those class categories, I think that would be a really welcome improvement in my opinion as well. So to summarize, can... Battlefield 2042 be saved. Yes, I think it can. There you go. 
And he just explained how. <laughs> and he just <laughs> <laughs> uh, Real quick, some Game Pass games that are coming this month. By the way, we've got some big ones. Right before my birthday, March 24th, everybody, just if you want to send me something, <laughs> P.O. Box 984, Farmington, uh, Utah, 84025. You're funny. <laughs> Crusader Kings 3. Yeah. Dropping on Game Pass on console. I've and already got it preloaded. Fully, fully ported to console. <laughs> fully Controls ported. everything. Now, if, if some of you are, are wondering, this game obviously is built for mouse and keyboard because there's it's very menu heavy. However, it's not like an RTS where... It's about speed that you can get done stuff done. Mm-hmm. It is more like a civilization where it's turn. If based. you like playing games by reading reports, yes, this is the game for you. This is the game. If you like Oregon Trail, where like a story happens and you die of dysent- dysentery, this is this is that on crack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you like uh, reading those uh, PTS reports, uh, this will. Uh, you learn that your wife is apparently an adulteress, which, which can be a good thing, right, David? Because yeah. then your lineage yes. is safe. Your lineage, because yeah. so in Crusader Kings, for those of you that don't know, you don't play as one individual person. You, the goal is to keep your line going as long as possible, and then expand your kingdom. Your kingdom, yeah. and and you could be fully expanded. Here's what happened to me: I was an Irishman. <laughs> And I had taken over all of Ireland, and I was working my way into Scotland and England, which England's the powerhouse when you start in this game. Yeah. And, and France, like, you know, those traditional powers. And my badass king died. <laughs> and his son... Sorry to laugh at that. Yeah. His son, I'm going to use a swear word here, was a little bitch. <laughs> And nobody liked him. <laughs> and instantly, my entire kingdom revolted, and I lost all of my property, all of my all of my vassals, except for my one territory. I was so pissed. So you got to have good. I actually ended up murdering him so that his, his son could take over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he pissed me off. But that's how, that's how that game is. Right? Yeah. Anyways, I'm very excited for that. But one game, Spicy, look, bring me, pull this up real quick. Crusader Kings? This is from Devolver Digital. It's coming to Game Pass this oh, month. What? It I is called Weird Digital. West. And it, think of Hotline Miami plus Red Dead Redemption. And you have Weird West plus uh, maybe like Pillars of Light or something like that. Or what's the... The Ascent. The Ascent, yeah. And check this out. So the the premise of this game is you're in the West and you're, you can go around fighting people, but there's also a supernatural aspect to it. So you've got these superpowers. Uh, the weird part. The weird you part, will. yeah. You can become a werewolf, <laughs> and you're about to see in this trailer where he turns into a werewolf, uh, and it is awesome. Oh, this is first hands-on. Oh, if we went trailer, it would, it would show it. Anyways, it's, it looks so cool. So I'm very excited for this game. And oh yeah, Devolver Digital publishes good games, so I mean it's very fun. Yeah. Some of my favorite games ever. Yeah, and so it looks like it kicked over the kicked <laughs> over the fire during this fight. This looks awesome. Oh, look, you it, can like a little the arrow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But looks if fun. we go, if you type, go, look up the trailer, spicy, because you'll see you can become you can you can become a werewolf, and it's it's beautiful or a vampire or. It's it's really cool or whatever you want. So this is like a surprise game. We got a question um, that asked, "Hey, what was one of your surprise games?" Uh, and I apologize, I forget who asked that. Uh, this is going to be a nice surprise for yeah. me, actually. I think I think this looks ex- excellent. Cool. 
That's yeah, no, exciting. it does. It looks like a lot of fun. So it's like basically like a twin stick shooter. If uh, Red Dead was a twin stick shooter, if Red Dead, yeah, because there's more. It's more than adding in some weird stuff. Yeah, Diablo Red Dead. Diablo, Diablo Red Dead. Yes. Look at that sneak up. Nice little cutting of the <laughs> yeah, throat. This is pretty cool. Happening. It looks like a cool game. Check it out if up. you guys are curious. What we're Weird West that watching, Weird and West. it's on Game Pass. So it's coming to Game Pass. I don't know the date that it's coming to Game Pass, but it's this month. I know that it's yeah. this month because I was I was looking these up. But wait until he turns into a werewolf. It's friggin' awesome. <laughs> Anyways, looks super, super. It's called Weird West. Weird. Weird West. West. Uh, one more time. It's Weird West. Weird West. Oops. One more time. Hold on. Where do, when does? How long does it take to turn into a werewolf, dude? We're doing a podcast, David. No one can see this. I know. I know. Sorry, we're watching a trailer. Everybody. Oh, there it is. I think we just did it. I think. Oh yeah. Now. There yeah. You are. Yeah. Now we're talking. Look at him. Oh, he's destroying everybody. He just kicked open the door. There, there is werewolf time. Oh, just running through people. That's good job describing <laughs> what you've been watching. Yeah. That's good. Exper- ex- exper- experimental surprises. Well, oh. All right. I'm going to turn this off, David. Uh, it looks like a good game. I'm hooked. Yeah, it looks good. It I'm hooked. Good. You know, Devolver Digital does good stuff. Well, they produce good stuff yeah. and publish good stuff. So Exciting. Yeah. Let's jump into some questions here. Uh, our first question comes from the one and only Fitzy. By the way, if you want to write in a question, you can do so each and every single week over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash x1bros. Hit that community tab, and that's where the mail sack is housed. Housed. <laughs> Fitzy writes in and says, happy Friday, bro- bros. He says, you get a call from Uncle Phil. Yeah, he's meaning he's Phil Spencer, and he gives you all the power on the next Xbox exclusive game, and you have four years to make it with an unlimited budget. Uh, Unlimited budget? Yes. Okay, things are going to get real. <laughs> but uh, And you're able to pull teams from any of the Xbox studios, inc- including Activision Blizzard. Mm. What are you making, and what teams would you put together for the game? He says, I would love an RPG set in modern times with actual locations. I want to be able to visit my house, maybe destroy other peoples that I don't like. Maybe at the v- very, very beginning, he says, of some type of major disaster or attack, like aliens, and you have to build up your base, army power, etc. So almost, he wants like a... Like a strategy, military strategy game, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, he says, for visuals and world building, it'd be Playground. Uh, hey, that's what I was going to say. He'd nice. use Double Fine for story, as you have to have some comedy. Obsidian for gameplay. Ninja Theory to help with both story and mechanics. And maybe throw in some id software just to make in, mix in some crazy. He says, of just course. To, just to have smooth gameplay. Yeah, he says, of course, I'd hire the X1 Bros community as testers, except for <laughs> Reckham. That guy is a jerk. <laughs> Shout out to Reckham. <laughs> uh, spicy. What game are you creating? What studios are you using? Hmm. Well, I'm going to pull from all the studios because that's a cheap cop-out answer. Boom. Unlimited budget. I want the holodeck. <laughs> I want the Star Trek Enterprise holodeck. Then any game is possible. In reality. In reality. <laughs> you said and unlimited maybe, budget. And maybe not reality. I, well, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get more funds than the world even has access to. <laughs> Good Jordan, How about you? Um, I would probably do, I'd take Blizzard okay. and I'd probably do a modern day Warcraft. And an I up, mean, I know, updated I know Warcraft. people will say like, Oh, well, Shadowlands. No, but like at revamping world of Warcraft completely. Um, I would keep the world, uh, some of the lores. Maybe I'd set it like a thousand years later. Uh, I, I really like the world of Azeroth. I'd keep that. Um, I'll one up you here. And I, I, I would I would yeah. I would get rid of certain features I don't like in current World of Warcraft and I would add features that I think other MMOs are doing really well. But yeah, modern day Warcraft. I wanna one up you here because I think MMOs is the way to go. 
but I combine my teams. Okay, <laughs> I take Blizzard. I take Grand Theft Auto. Oh, I guess you can't. Rockstar. Rockstar. I'll buy them. With then we don't own that. With we'll the unlimited them. budget, you'll buy them. We'll, we'll buy them with our unlimited. <laughs> oh yeah, budget. That, uh, that's true. We and, could just and do that. ES in ESO or Zenimax Studios. Yeah. Okay, if we don't have Grand Theft Auto, I'll take I'll take Zenimax and and Wow or uh, Blizzard, and I want to combine those to create the most kick-ass MMO of all time. Modernized, though. Yeah. So, so I'm going to one-up you, David. Okay. <laughs> if you do the holodeck, you can play your games in my system. <laughs> okay. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Great question, Fitzy. Thank you very much for writing in. Our next question comes from Super Shark, who says, My bros! Public service announcement. No one has mentioned this on any of my podcasts. Spotify is one of the best apps on Xbox. They added a remote group session, which allows everybody to listen to the same music at the same time. Each user can add the queue and volume controls right there on your phone. Okay, that's that's super, super cool. cool. Uh, he says, we've been listening to hair metal while crushing in Halo. I recommend Peacemaker soundtrack. What music would you be excited Dude, to share? Hair metal, that's awesome. Yeah. Good what, for you. He wants to know, what music would you be excited to share with the community? What songs would you add to the ultimate Halo Slayer playlist? Love you all. So stoked you're all dads now. Chomp, chomp. Super shark. So for, can I just say the Spotify app? So I have an iPhone who invented podcasts and I primarily listen to podcasts. I don't listen to a lot of music except when I'm working out. And you'd think being the inventors of the podcast that their podcast app would be the best. It's the worst actually. Mm. And so I switched over to Spotify and Spotify. It really is Better. the best podcast app uh, on Xbox. I will play Forza Horizon or Flight Simulator, and I'll just listen to a podcast while doing it, and it just works seamlessly. When you put that in your... My car has CarPlay now, my new car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. CarPlay is amazing, by the way. But the Spotify app is the best one in there, like has just the most features, it's the like they care. It's like they care. It's like... Hey, it's we like spent. Care. It's like, hey, we spent two hundred million dollars on Joe Rogan exclusive for this platform for a reason, to yeah. get you to over there. It really is the best platform. Uh, anyway, spicy, Halo Slayer playlist. What music? No, you yeah, that's that? funny. The hair metal that'll make you lean forward while you play. I like yeah. it. Uh, what was the What's the question again? Uh, what music would you add to a Halo Slayer playlist? Oh, what music? Yeah. Oh man, depends on my mood. That. Uh, oh, here's a question. Because I've never used this. Can I control the music that you guys listen to? I would assume so. Uh, yes, from your phone. Yeah. So I would I would be catering a whole slew of uh, different feels, different vibes. If we're playing Elden Ring, for example, yeah, yeah. and we're going through a, I don't know, a la Lava Town? No. Better yet. If Jordan is running the Twin Blade, which is the Darth Maul yeah. sword, I will run Duel of Fates as we enter the boss room. You know what I mean? Just, just to feel the vibe. So I would have a slew of quick access songs to just. So next community play, Spicy is going to be our. If DJ. that would be cool, yeah, I would love to do that. That would be cool. Yeah. So it would be, it would be depending on the feel, the vibe, where we're at in the game, where we're at in the okay, world. Go to boss, go to boss fight song. Uh, anything by Sung. Uh, mm. Thunder Love, for example, Thunder Love was probably a better racing song, but um, yeah, there's a song has some really good boss fight, boss fight music. There's a lot. Uh, Carpenter Brute, if you want to lean forward a little bit, we could go into that. Any any of the Hotline Miami soundtrack, because those are basically all boss fight songs. Yeah, uh, I, I don't and know more. I don't know why, but I have this like 
for some reason, I feel like a good song to play Halo multiplayer to would be uh, Gandalf's Fall from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Like, I, I, uh, for some reason, don't you just think Cinematic that would be... Yeah, like, it's just, yeah, it would die. And it's very like, you know... Like you feel it, you yeah. know. I don't know. I feel like that would, yeah. Jordan be emoting all over the place. <laughs> yeah, that would be. I would love to do that. If it's like, if it's like on the fly, is I assume it's on the fly. I can change it. If I change it on my phone to another song, I bet you it instant. It, it does it instantly change it yeah, for it, everyone listening. Yeah, each well, each user can add to the queue, and then each individual user can 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 it. Do their own volume. Control. Yeah, I but volume. But if I go like, if something happens in the game and then I swipe over, change to this song, does that change what you guys are listening to? Sounds like it. Sounds it just like says it. everybody is able sick. to listen at the same time. That is sick, and I'm in. I bet you the reason they did this is they got tired of playing with people on Xbox Live that just have open mic and their music coming out of their <laughs> cell phone, or Fraser on yeah. or an anime like yeah. Jono. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh man, I'm totally down for this. Okay, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make. This is. This is. If I. I need the time. I gotta, right. I'll put together the time, and we will do a community play, and I will change the playlist as we play. Super shark, you just. You super just blew, cool. You just blew I our totally minds there. De- dig that. I've always wanted to be a DJ, and this is my chance. Now you can <laughs> through uh, Spotify. Beast writes in and has a membership to celebrate. He's been a member for 21 months. Thank you, Beast. He yes, says, Beast. I'd kill at tier five. By the way, tier All five. All right, Beast. Beast yes. Yeah. Uh, he says, I'd kill to play with Spicy with him making the playlist. That would be amazing. That would be sick. I would love that. As that long as you throw Gandalf's song in there. Uh, I have that on like quick. I know. For yeah. some reason, I just feel just like so that you, would be a good song. Just so you know, Jordan, I have that that song on like ready to play for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Play. yeah it's, Any, it's, it's, you know, whenever somebody yeah. dies, when you die. Yeah. That's what we'll play. We'll Do you have Frodo form. in the background yelling, Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. Uh no I don't. Uh, no, you I should, should get that I, version. You that's get the that soundboard version. edition that <laughs> yeah. I'll need to add. Now Golden Poncho did write in. Uh, by the way, thank you very much, Super Shark. You just blew our mind. Golden Poncho did write in and wants to know if we, our thoughts on the Cyberpunk patch. But I don't think any of us had have played. I, it I played week. a little bit before Elden Ring, like when the patch came out. My my original analysis still stands. I it's not a in my opinion it's not a content patch. Even though they added you know new apartments, new. You know, they added secrets and stuff that that the internet's kind of been looking for. I think this is a much needed and much wanted quality of life patch with the graphical updates, the bug fixes, the apart. You know, adding the features with the apartments, uh, the stash between your cars and your main apartment. I, you know, fixing driving. I, I think this was a much needed and much wanted quality of life patch. I think it's a good patch. It's a step in the right direction. And because, again, another game that has a good foundation, like a good, it, it, it's got a good soul, I really want them to, to expand to and, and take it to the next level. And I really hope we get expansions like Blood and Wine and Hearts of Stone so then we can really dive into this game and play it the way it was, you know, Cyberpunk's meant to be played. Cyberpunk's like the girl that doesn't take care of herself on the makeover shows who's like, she's secretly hot. And then she gets made over, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like Miss Congeniality, Sandra like Bullock. Miss Congeniality. Ah, yeah. yeah. uh, but she was she was pretty before as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was Sandra Bullock yeah, in her yeah. prime. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's cyberpunk. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Great question, Golden Poncho. Thank you for writing in. Rose City Gamer writes in and says, uh, "Since starting Elden Ring, I've been constantly on YouTube looking up how tos. I miss strategy guides." What is the last game you used a strategy guide with? Mine is Fallout 3. I didn't need it for Fallout 4. I got one for you. So I, 
it's not really a strategy guide. It's more like a collector's info guide, but then it has like all strategy the information. In it. Then yeah, it has yeah. strategy in it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. It's not the. Remember, you used to be able to get those Prima strategy guides. It's not that, and that's Red Dead Redemption uh, Two. That that like that, hundred dollar book that you got. Yeah. yeah, that that book is next level, and it's super cool. It's I would call it like a super fans novel. That has strategy. In that it. has strategy and tells you and where to maps. go and tells you literally of of everything the in the game. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, those possible. those books are really fun for for a lot of reasons. I mean, I think they're kind of phased out due to the internet. You know, why put a lot of money into a book when you know? I I think the internet has kind of phased them out. But well, with with YouTube removing dislikes and videos, I think these are more important than ever. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I it, do you know how difficult it is to find actual things that I need now that isn't some guy talking for twelve minutes and then thirty seconds yeah, of you what it is. Know what Stoop can don't mean to derail this, but yeah. having a dislike meter lets me know that oh, this video sucks. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something that's stupid about dislike. YouTube's lame ass excuse. That's right. I said lame ass excuse. YouTube. He said it. And it is lame. Is that it hurts creators' feelings. Okay, if that was the case, then... Disable comments. <laughs> yeah, disable <laughs> comments. Yeah, comments are where it's Overall, at. everything. <laughs> no, no, but if that was the case, they would not let you see... On every video, on the back end, you can see the like-to-dislike ratio anyways. So the creator knows no one likes me. And so how does that, like, if that's your excuse... I think it's the, I think it's, I think it's the public shaming. You're not publicly shamed. Well, but comments is where you're publicly shamed I, yeah, yeah, anyways. Yeah. But see, that shows that you need to improve your videos. No, I, you know why they did it? I'm just going to say it. They did it to for big corporations and news outlets and stuff that like that. That's why theory. they did it. That's why they did it. I, 100%. You that can tell the, me I'm wrong, but I'm not. That's that why they did the it. Yeah. Or uh, celebrities, like, who's the who's who's Miss... Uh, oh. Who's Marvel? Marvel Woman? Oh, yeah, Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Yeah. Brie Larson, I, when she started her I, YouTube I, channel, and just, it was you know, terrible. It was pretty bad. It was really bad. I almost made me. It almost made me like her out of pity. Yeah, see, you kind of, <laughs> you kind of feel bad for her, in a lot of ways. It's like South Park, <laughs> like no, none of the other Avengers like her, <laughs> like the Avenger actors. Who's the I guy mean, we that don't know for sure, but internet, you can tell. Uh, Al Gore. You, let's like South Park. Like all South the kids Park? are like, I don't think he has any friends. I feel yeah, bad. South Park, that's right. <laughs> I feel like I feel bad. I, I, uh, I don't. Think but he's here's got the, any here's how you can tell. What that in, that instance, and for those of you that don't know, Brie Larson started a YouTube channel, and her videos like they weren't very, they weren't good. Number one and number two, they just weren't well watched. Well, and they were they were very very fake, fake, yeah, super like, fake. And so yeah, and and you it was can just tell like, it's the difference between so for instance, like a Matthew McConaughey or Will Smith, both have YouTube channels. Uh-huh. They're both very charismatic. Oh yeah, they're both very genuine. And it comes, it plays well on YouTube. YouTube is a very, if you're fake, you're going to get crushed. And you're going to be exposed. No, actually, using Will Smith and Matthew McConaughey is a perfect example. Because yeah. they're, yeah. They're like, fantastic. They're, yeah, they're good. To li- that you, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Whereas she jumped on, and you can tell, what I'm saying is, you can tell someone who has been produced, and the movie hides her unlikability. Yeah. <laughs> Because she's be she's produced she's lit- she is a production, versus like a Will Smith or a Matthew McConaughey or a Jablinski Games or Jablinski Games exactly, yeah. uh, where that's that's not the case they are they are actually they genuine. are genuine who they are and that comes a, that bleeds through the movie screen they're not I mean everyone's produced in Hollywood to some aspect in a different film, 
but uh, personality is, is not, and it's hard to get away with. You can't get away with that yeah. on YouTube. So back to what didn't mean to take us on that derailing. I think those strategy books are going to have a huge comeback because, I mean, it, maybe books in general, even yeah. encyclopedias, I don't know, because now I, I have to go through. I'm wasting my time because well, I don't know the video sucks. Well, all you do, all they did was shift it. So now when you go down to comments, the number one comment can tell you. If it's a good video, or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What well, if the comments are disabled? Well, then you know it's probably a bad video. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fair. Anyways, oh, I don't know where we went. We went down a tunnel <laughs> yeah. on that one. Well, I'm, no, very, because... I'm very strong. And at first, I was like, okay, okay, that makes sense. I guess it would like it could crush you. Well, let's but then re- on the back end, it still shows your freaking you're like. So you didn't remove it from the creator. What's really funny is they they use that excuse like, oh, you know, content. We don't want to hurt content creators' feelings. And what's funny is the days after that, every single content creator came out and said. That's a bad move. Yeah, I actually, actually don't think I saw they were one like, that was for it. And you're talking big people, smaller people. They're yeah. like, no, it's actually helpful. It's like, no, why would you do that? Yeah, that's so. pretty funny. Yeah. So strategy books, uh, maybe I, they'll get a comeback. I want them to. I really yeah. enjoyed my Red Dead Redemption one. Well, I um, I, I usually... Problem is that you, you have to pay for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube videos are technically yeah. free. Yeah. I, have, I usually would get them for like games that I really liked and I was really excited for. Like the like Witcher 3, I have all the collectible stuff for the Witcher 3, the strategy guide, the, the little lore booklet that explains the monsters. So I think there's a place for them. No, I, I agree. I think there is, too. Uh, thank you, Rose City Gamer, for writing in. Let's take two more questions here. It's Stu91 writes in and says, What's up, bros? Do you think 2022 is shaping up to be one of the best years in gaming? I personally believe it is, and not just from an Xbox point of view. Jordan. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like every year is the new best year in gaming. Hey, we've only gone up. Yeah. Well, we're it's, hockey, it's we're like hockey sticking it. It's, it's, it's kind of like Wait, that. What does that mean? Hockey's, hockey stick. Hold on. What? Do it again. So it's oh, like, so like it's like a when it goes Nike up, check it's exponential growth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Well, it's uh, I've never heard that phrase before. So it's exponentially improving every year. No, I no, I really do. I do. Th- I mean, as as much as you know, I guess you know, what would you say? Bad games we get or or such that there's always, I I think developers, and even the uh, companies are always doing stuff that is exciting for games. Uh, you know, and that's all you know. Uh, Elden Ring, for example, very very good way to start out the year in February. In addition to that, jumping over to PlayStation, Horizon Forbidden West. I played a lot of that before Elden Ring came out. Another excellent title. I mean, you got the new God of War stuff coming. We got Xbox first party stuff coming this year as well. Gold. It's it's golden years. I, I feel I, we say this all the time, but I really do feel like it's the best year in gaming. Even though I said last year was the best year in gaming, uh, I think developers are doing a good job of one upping themselves. Yeah. When does it end? At what point do we get game like, development oh, is one game development is just one big keeping up with the Joneses like, oh, that guy, that guy got a swimming pool. How do we make ours better? I think it will continue to do that you know? as long as innovation continues. Yeah. Oh, OK, I mean, yeah, I think the reason it's the best is because we're continually that gaming is continually innovating. Well, I think the way I think part of the reason of that is how accessible making a game is nowadays too. True. I mean look look at that game we just saw Weird West from Devolver Digital. Those are smaller India studios and that's what Devolver Digital does. But how many great games have we gotten from them that have I don't I don't know if you want to use the word innovated, but changed their genre and spawned different games uh, copying them essentially. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami is was an extremely influential yeah. game. Even in the music scene yeah. alone. 
very influential. Controversial opinion here. Coming, incoming. Controversial opinion incoming. I'm going to zoom into you then. (laughs) Here it comes. I actually think the purchasing of of the big gaming studios to a subscription model is going to even improve gaming further. I would agree with that. Sure. A lot of people don't think that. They think that this is destroying gaming. I don't think that's... No, I I do disagree with that. I'm going to say it. Oh, you're controversial as well. Yeah, I don't... Hey, welcome to the club. I don't think Microsoft buying Activision is destroying gaming. You know what's funny about this whole situation? Well, that, was, that one varies very specifically is saving a lot of yeah, IPs. Yeah, yeah that, I, was, I, was, I, I was in the... Uh, I, I was thinking about this yesterday while driving to and from work. Or not yesterday, it's but... when you do some of your best thinking. Yeah, you know, t- I was thinking. Mine is in the I shower. was like, you know what's funny? Is like four weeks ago, or five weeks ago, everyone hated with a passion... Activision Blizzard, and I mean hated, calling for, you know, I, I saw, I would just don't go on Reddit during that time. There was a lot of hate going around, right? Which, I mean, some of it was, I mean, I don't know if hate is deserved, but I mean, there was some definite, definite criticisms that were valid, right? Sure. Everyone hated them. Hated them. It was a studio falling yeah. apart. Now, everyone hates the fact that Microsoft bought them and, in my opinion, is saving what is left of that company. Does everyone hate it, though? Okay, I guess you're right. Twenty a people small, with a hashtag, Jordan. A smaller group of people. Well, but hate there, that. there is, there is a a valid argument that people have, mm-hmm. or a valid concern that uh-huh. it is destroying gaming, uh, and it will lead to you know monopolies of gaming, and so we won't we won't get the competition, and there won't be as good of products as us gamers like we're talking about right now with twenty twenty two. And I I just I don't agree. I just no, don't agree I don't agree because with that I don't either. think we're even close to that monopoly stage. And I actually once again I've said this before. I'll say it again. I look to look to the HBO Max model. Look to the Netflix and Amazon. Pro- although Amazon is destroying all of our stuff, including Lord of the Rings. You sons of bitches. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, you're opening a whole bunch of cameras. Yeah, we'll, t- anyways, we'll talk about anyways, that anyways. later. Anyways, but we're getting the best television. Let's just say television series. Movies used to be the pinnacle of of watching. Harry Potter, if it came out today, would be a television series, and it would be way better as a television series on Netflix, uh, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, wherever wherever it was wherever it was done. Uh, because of these subscription models, it just frees us up. Uh, and I actually would argue that the the freeing up under these these subscription models is what it allows studios to take a chance. So Hollywood is very formulaic. Mr. McSpicy talks about this all the time. They have a formula down. They don't take a risk. They are concerned what makes the most money. Comic books are easy right now, and so we get a lot of comic books. They make a lot of money. There's no risk. They're entertain- entertaining enough, but they're not pushing forward anything necessarily. But like a Stranger Things, maybe you know, is 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 one of those risky titles that ends up getting made. What's the documentary of the guy that owns the tigers? <laughs> yeah, Tiger King. Tiger King. Yeah. <laughs> There's something that would never ever be made if it was not over, you know, over on Netflix or even Wheel of Time. I think is a risky endeavor uh, that would not probably be made other otherwise. And I think that's what you're going to see with gaming. There will be big studios that are able to take a risk. And not just stick to a formula. But even even smaller studios, again, jumping back to Devolver Digital, in a time where Call of Duty was the king and everybody was copying Call of Duty and and copying that style when it comes to first-person shooters, uh, Hotline Miami came out, which is a completely different style of game. And look what it did. Well, what makes Devolver and Digital Super Meat so Boy. Good? Super yeah. Meat Boy, yeah. Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. yeah. No, I think the saying. gaming space is... 
far too big to be monopolized by that purchase. Yeah, agreed. Okay, sorry. I have another yeah. sidetrack. We're going down sidetracks. Yeah, we just had to get. Like, we just had to last, get that in there. You know, last, so, you know, last last I mean, we're yeah, we're taking these questions that just say, "Do you think 2022 is going to be great?" <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then we're going down the. Last question comes from the one and only Happy Mayo. Happy Mayo, thank you for writing in. Happy he Mayo, says, give us a happy question. He says, "Hey guys, let me start off by saying you all have been absolutely crushing it. Thank you very much." Thank you. Uh, he says, "I need help. I have a good buddy getting back into gaming." And we've been playing Halo, Halo, and oh, Halo. He only wants to play that, which I'm glad because Halo is awesome. He says, I have been working on him, trying to convince him to get Game Pass. He won't. All he sees is the $120-ish dollars a year. Help me convince him, and I will make him listen to the podcast also. Okay, well, I, I, I need more George the Bastard stories. Yeah. They absolutely kill me. More yeah. are incoming. I, I would I would say in this particular scenario, no, I know, but I would say in this particular scenario, if all he cares and wants is Halo, I get where he's coming from. But yeah. that being said, <laughs> that being said, uh, there's certain things that I only want and care about, and then I'm opened up to a whole new world. And I think Game Pass is that world he can be opened up to. Yeah, the only thing that I would say, which I'm sure you've already said, Happy Mayo to him, is is $120 a year is Twelve dollars a month, but you get access to try out everything. For mm-hmm. instance, we recently purchased Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, oh, guess yeah. what's Excellent. coming to Game Pass? Oh, dang it! Guardians of the Galaxy. It's really uh, frustrating. Uh, but if you just pay that twelve dollars a year, you're boom. I, you could try it out. You get Microsoft Flight Simulator. You get uh, Lemnis Gate. There's an example of a game yeah. that's a nice surprise for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you just get so much mixed spicy. What would you say? Uh, I would say games sell whatever, uh, games sell consoles, games sells anything you want it to sell. It'll sell Game Pass. That's what it is. It's, it's about the games is what I'm trying to say. Well, tell them to so, get... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no were you, I was just, I was just, I just popped in my mind. Uh, tell them to, well, I mean, I guess there's no co-op for it, but the Halo campaign on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they come out with their co-op. So, um, yeah, well, that's a perfect example where, I mean, I mean, the first AAA titles that are for free. Just every time a game that may come out or is out that uh, you know maybe he would like, just say you could buy it for sixty bucks, but I got it for free. <laughs> well, that you technically didn't get it for free, but don't don't look at that. Depends how many yeah. games you download a month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, but I mean, you could buy two games for one hundred and twenty dollars, or you could have those two games. And a lot more. So it's it's about the games. He's interested in Halo. Um, so Halo campaign, especially when co-op drops, might be the best argument for him then. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, the games that come out that are Microsoft titles and other games that launch with Game Pass, just say you it's free. That's the thing. A lot of people don't know that you could get it in, on other places for money or get it because you have access to Game Pass. It's actually kind of fascinating when... You talk to people and be like, oh, I got it for free from Game Pass. And they're like, what? What is this Game Pass you speak of? Yeah. Um, so anyways, it's about the basically what I'm trying to say is about the games. And so maybe pa- it's not passive aggressive. It's what's the word when you're in it's you're like implying you're forcefully implying that he could get <laughs> that game that he is curious about for free. That's how I would do it. Yeah. 
Great question, Happy Mail. Thank yeah. you for writing. Brian F. does say you can also redeem Microsoft rewards for Game Pass subscription yeah, as well. Yeah, which is really great. And, I mean, just, it's... I. It's the best deal in gaming. Well, yeah, I know. You get, you get Xbox Live, Game Pass for PC, Game Pass for console, which the PC Game Pass, I feel like, is a hidden gem. We just got uh, Warhammer Total War 3 just a week and a half ago on Game Pass here's for why, PC. Yeah, here's why it's a hidden gem. I I need them to be on Steam. And Gabe Newell did yeah. come out and say he's willing to work with Microsoft to bring Game Pass to Steam. That's that's not a bad idea. I'm, I think I'm that's not the route that. forward. Yeah. Spicy, do you do you like that move? Uh sure. Yeah. <laughs> Here all of my get my get my game get my game keys on Steam. That's totally fine. Yeah, get everything <laughs> I would on like Steam. That. It just yeah. one library, one place. Let me do that. I'm gold. Yeah. No, I, I Steam Steam just has such a a vast majority. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, you have a you have other people like uh, Epic Games Marketplace, which I think is doing well enough. But Steam is just so huge. They had that, what do you call it, the first mover advantage. Yep. And then not only did they have that, they had the innovation of what they did. You know, yeah. that's just they, they set the standard. But uh, having, so going to your library, and you, you can already separate your games, but having a section that says Game Pass and then just having all these games there, Whew. that would be cool. Whew. And, and that, I think that would be a, a great, deal if microsoft could make it and i think because i do know a lot of it like me if i have to download another browser it's not too big a deal for me i mean i already have epic Games, steam battle.net uh microsoft i mean i have a ton of different things on my computer right it, it's not skynet sky, sky yeah it's not it's not a huge deal for me yes if it was all in one place it would be nicer but i do know certain people that are like i i just i really don't like doing this if it's not on this platform i don't want to play it you know and and i i, I get where they're coming from to an extent, but no, I think that'd be a cool deal. Yeah, I think that would be a cool deal. I agree. And and your <laughs> the last interview I saw with Gabe Newell, he was in uh, he was on like an Australian talk show with sandals and oh, like a, see, that's a, a the, unbuttoned shirt. He's you know totally I mean? <laughs> gonna be. He's, you know what he's working on is Ready Player One. No, I think he's. Yeah, well, I think he's working on. Putting the the matrix in the back of your head, yeah, I like know. I think he's trying to figure out how to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's funny. But uh, I remember, and we talked about it on the show. I remember when they said, "What console do you think is doing best?" And he said, "Xbox," like without hesitation. And they said, "Why?" And he says, "Because they are." Like, yeah. and he, you know, and then he went into different things. But, but I I wonder. I mean, I he obviously likes what they're doing. I would assume. And if you think of Game Pass, Game Pass is very, it's it's very consumer friendly. And I know. Steam and Gabe New lean towards more consumer friendly things. I mean, they have done some interesting stuff in the past, but overall, I would say they're pretty consumer friendly for the most part. But uh, no, I think Game Pass and Steam would be a nice match made. Agreed. Agreed. Everybody, that does us for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Again, if you haven't, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us over on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to us. It's a good time. We actually now show up as video on Spotify. Oh, cool. So it is cool. Come check us out there. Also, come subscribe over on YouTube and become a member if you like what we're doing here. Support us. There are benefits. You get badges. It's a good time. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you in Xbox. <laughs> <laughs>